Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guests this week, Liz Bachelor and Izzy Phillips. Before we get into the racing, well, we'll be looking at some of the main ITV action at Newbury, Ripon and Newmarket this weekend. Let's see how everyone is. I'll come to you first, Izzy. It's been a little bit of a while since you were last on, but um, we were all at Windsor on Monday night. Did you have a good evening? Yeah, it was really good fun. I enjoyed the um, like disco after. I just think that actually Windsor on a Monday it can't really be beaten, can it? I was quite impressed with the track and the course and everything. I think the quality of the racing probably could have been a little bit better, but yeah, it's it's good, good fun. Yeah, it was a really good vibe. And how about you, Liz? Did you enjoy Windsor? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like um, Izzy said, not uh, the best uh, racing, but um, what what was there was yeah quite good to watch. And um, as it always is in Windsor, it's quite a small course, but um, the course itself is nice. Yeah, and it's always one of those uh, race days the way you know you're not always maybe going to get the best of racing, but it's just I think compared to a lot of other racetracks, the vibe is. It takes a lot of beating, and yeah, it's definitely one I would recommend um, if you haven't been there before to put on your bucket list. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into the racing we're going to be previewing, where, like I said, we're going to be previewing the main ITV races. And the first one we're going to look at is at Newbury. Uh, it's the 155, it's the Denford Stakes, a listed race for two year olds. We've only got the five runners in this race, but uh, the Godolphin uh, horse, Victory Dance is the one that's leading the markets. I'll come to you here first, is he? He's a bit short, isn't he? Or do we think he's going to get the job done? Um, well, he does look to have the best form in the race with the second in the superlative states at Newmarket um, early on in July. He's only finished uh, head second to Isaac Shelby. Um, you've got Buick with good form, Appleby on good form. He does look the form pick. It is quite short, though. So I've had a little look at Ferrari Queen. Um, she has a real turn of foot. She showed that at Doncaster in June when she uh, was going away easy, to be honest with you. I know that that was slightly lower grade racing, um, but she could be a decent bet at the price. She's obviously got to step up in class. But, yeah, I quite like the look of Ferrari Queen. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting contender. What's, what's sort of note that you have to do to sit back and look at is the fact there's actually three fillies in this race, um, outnumbering the Colts. We've got three fillies, and they get that eight, uh, weight for age allowance as well. So, uh, yeah, um, interesting one there from Izzy. And how about you, Liz? Um, do we think Victory Dance is a good thing? Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise to see Victory Dance being the favourite for this. I think it was four to five this morning, um, pretty much as, as Izzy said, coming um, second to Isaac Shelby by head over at Newmarket in that great in that group too um so he is dropping down in grade for this but he kept on well and he was just denied over the seven furlongs um there is only five runners in this and I, I think the main challenge is going to come from Blue Light Bay who is stepping up in trip and uh, another one coming down in grade as well um I just think with Charlie Appleby strike rate of 37 percent and William Buick on 26 um I think it's going to be hard to beat okay so both the girls think Victory Dance is the one to beat and Izzy has a, word, a positive mention for Ferrari Queen. I just also want to give a mention here to Sight Door, um, complete outside of the field for Harry Eustace and Holly Doyle in the Nick Bradley racing colours. This one actually was quite well backed on her debut at 
Brighton uh, a couple of weeks ago and this operation has been seen to good effect with some of their juveniles in recent years. They had the likes of Eldrick Jones, uh, Bev Rover, um, I know they had a couple as well with Kyle Burke that uh, were, were really good. Um, so they're definitely uh, connections to, to take note of and I just thought it was interesting they're pitching there in here. Uh, against some uh, Colts um, on only on her second start, and I just thought twenty five to one, she was maybe one to to keep an eye on for the future. So, yeah, we're all in agreement there. We think Victory Dance is probably the one to beat, but um, yeah, a couple of others maybe to uh, keep an eye out for. So the next race we're going to look at is the two thirty at Newbury. It's the Bet Victor Jeffrey Freer Stakes. It's a Group Three contest, and Zachariah is your favourite here at thirteen to eight. Away he goes at two to one. Universal Order at fours. Outbox at thirteen to two. And Silence Please the Mayor for Andrew Bolting is the rag of the field. I'll come to you here first, Liz. Thought this was a little bit tricky. Four or five runner race, but did you have a confident selection? Yeah, this is a, this is another small field, isn't it? With just five, so you think we'd be um, able to to find find a winner uh, fairly easily, maybe between three of us. Um, but I am I am being boring, um, and I am going to stick with Zechariah, um, beaten favourite last time out at Newmarket, coming fourth of six in the Group Three Bahrain Trophy Stakes. I mean, he did sweat up before the race and he raced very keenly, so it probably wasn't a complete surprise for him to find no extra at the end. Um, he is getting a weight allowance and, and should I think it, this should be his chance to get it right. Um, I mean, you have to remember, he beat Westover here at Newbury last September and that form's got to come out of him from somewhere again. So, um, Zachariah for me. Okay, so Liz is going to go with the three-year-old Zachariah. And how about you, Is he? Are we in agreement with Liz or going to take the favourite on? Well, if I'm completely honest, I don't have a strong fancy in the race. I think, you know, as Liz has already said, it's another small field. I think we're probably not going to get away from that narrative for a little while anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, it's just so poor to see. But yeah, Zechariah um, was second in the Queen's Vars, so he's got the best form on offer. But that form hasn't really been franked because Eldar, Elderov, finished fourth of six at Longchamp next time out. So could be anything, really. I mean, on paper, Zechariah should win it, but I don't have a strong fancy. Yeah, on paper, he seems the most likely winner. But you know, I think there's something, uh, some question marks over that Royal Ascot form. The Yard as well mm. had a pretty quiet season. Uh, Martin Mead doesn't have too many. And he's recently gone um, and put uh, his son Freddie on the license. But he normally trains quality, not quantity. But even some of his leading lights, they just haven't haven't been hitting the heights like they have done the last couple of years. Um, the one I quite liked that I thought was a little bit overpriced here was Outbox for Archie Watson and Holly Doyle. This horse really likes quick ground and small fields, and he's going to have have that here if he does get an easy lead he's a previous course and distance winner and you don't have to go uh, too far back uh, for him to, uh, to to prove that he's actually got um some some pretty decent form uh in the bag um so i i do think yeah i think if this comes tactical i think a 13s too he's a little bit overpriced there and he's my idea of the winner but yeah a very trappy affair and yeah it'd be interesting to see how it plays out um, at Newbury on Saturday afternoon. The next race we're going to look at then is a handicap. It's the three o'clock 
Play pick six at Bet Victor Handicap. It's a class two affair over seven furlongs. And Gisborne is your favourite five to two. Five thousand to one at ten to three. Silent film at fours along with Dance Fever. United Front at 13 to two. Documenting at 12s along with Abel Kane. I'll come to you here first, Izzy. Again, it's quite a tight little affair. Um, did we have anything in here that you quite liked? Yeah, so I started by having a little look at Silent Films and was just a bit disappointed by his last two runs. So I ended up coming down on the side of Gisborne. Uh, obviously one at Newbury before, so horses for courses and all that jazz. Uh, decent second to I'm a Gambler last time out at Glorious Goodwood. Um, it was a little bit short of running room. Um, so I've actually come down on liking him the most. Another that I'm got a little interest in is actually dance fever um the only thing that's putting me off slightly is that the trainer form is not the best at the moment with clive cox but i think that you know he's been running fairly creditably and when he has he's come in the places so he could be one to watch okay a couple there from izzy and how about you liz who did you like uh, in the three o'clock well, from being a bit boring the first thing, going for favourites, I'm going right all the way down to the bottom of the card with Abel Kane. Um, and to be honest, I find his price of 12s to be um, quite attractive. Um, we can write off his last run. He came 22nd of 28 at the Coral Cup two weeks ago. And everything that, that could go wrong did go wrong. Um, he reared in the stalls before the start. He didn't get out of the stalls quick enough. And the jockey, Trevor Wheeler, lost an iron. Um, but he has won a couple of class twos, off, off a lower mark granted. But his race at Voss last at the start of July was impressive, over seven and a half furlongs, where he won by six lengths. Um, and I, I do think he's got the ability, um, and I, it wouldn't surprise me to, to see him do well in this. Okay, so Liz likes from the outside as Abel Kane. I actually napped him uh, last time at Goodwood, probably because uh, I napped him. He decided to uh, rear at the start, and he was all hit up against it. But yeah, on his on his best form, he's got a really good chance. And that first last run, I think, would see him bang there. He likes small fields. He doesn't mind quick ground. If he's able to dominate from the front, he could be a lively player. The one I quite liked was uh, five thousand to one. David Prover and Andrew Bolden was um, a really highly anticipated uh, juvenile he was but then he kind of just lost his way as a three-year-old last year there were a few glimmers of hope but I just saw his latest run at uh, Salisbury last time out even though it was only a three-runner conditions race that wasn't a bad effort at all against runs freedom who is a listed slash group three performer so to be only beaten by a short head I thought was definitely a step in the right direction I think the move back up to seven could be a positive. He might not have just been getting home over six. And it's interesting the connections are going back up in trip. And I think off 93, there could be some potential there. So an intriguing little race. I'm going with 5,000 to one. Um, Liz likes the chances of Abel Kane. And Izzy likes Gisborne and possibly Dance Fever. Um, we then go to the 335 at Newbury, which is uh, the feature on the card. It's the Bet Victor Hungerford Stakes Group 2 contest. And Tiber Flow is your favourite at 3 to 1. We've then got Chinder, the class act of the race at 4s. Pogo at 4s. Double or Bubble at 13 to 2. Happy Romance at 7s. Dubai Per at 12s. And Bigger Are the Rest. I'll come to you first here, Liz. This actually looks quite a good race, uh, considering we've got quite a few small fields. A few old favourites in here, I know. I know Pogo's a horse you put up a couple of times. Um, did we have a strong fancy in the Hungerford Stakes? 
put him up a couple of times and I'm sticking him up again. Um, he is one of my favourites of this season. So yeah, Pogo for me. Um, he seems to have really come alive um, this season and he, and he does like to race from the front. He got collared late on in his last race in the group to Goodwood two weeks ago, coming third by neck and then a, a short head. Um, I imagine if similar tactics of his good front running style play out again on Saturday, then we will soon go very close. So um, Pogo for me for about well, I was going to say the twentieth time, but it isn't, is it? <laughs> I think it's about the fourth time. No, it definitely feels like it. But um, yeah, Pogo he is a consistent horse, and yeah, it would be no surprise for him to get his head back in front here. How about you, though, Izzy? Who did you like in this one? I'm stuck flip-flopping at the top of the market, so I think that Tiber Flow this could be the perfect and ideal race for him. He won at Newbury in May. Um, you've got that form of William Haggis is pretty decent at the moment. And this could just be one, you know, off the back of his last run where he was sort of slightly disappointing. He was up in class at, at Royal Ascot. But I think that this is something that he could go and win. It, it feels like he's got the right profile for this. But then you, I cannot get away from the class of Chindit. You know, he is down in class in this race. Um, he's won at course and distance before. He's got good form over seven furlongs um, against Mr. Beak at Ascot. So Mutasarbeek, sorry, at Ascot. Um, so I'm really, I'm really torn at the moment. At, at the minute, I'm probably just sticking with some sort of reverse forecast. But I do agree with you that um, it's a pretty on on what is a pretty poor card, a very good race. Yeah, it definitely is the one I quite liked. At a little bit of a price. I just mentioned Jim when we were talking about the last race there. Run to Freedom. Uh, Henry Candies, even though he's only had one winner from his last 14 runners, I've noticed that quite a few of his horses in recent days have been running pretty well at big prices. He had a horse when we were at Windsor on uh, Monday that uh, ran a good debut to, f to finish second. Um, he had a horse yesterday run at Salisbury at 25 to 1 that was running on really strongly, finishing third. I just think his yard. Um, he's just been hitting the crossbar a few times but this horse run to freedom has been a pretty progressive horse this season he won a listed race over six furlongs very easily at Windsor he does have to prove himself probably going back up to seven furlongs in this stronger company but I just thought that with the yard gun along quite nicely I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him run a nice race and good each way price but it's pretty tricky I thought to find the winner so yeah that's our thoughts then on the races at Newbury, we're now going to head to Ripon for their feature race. The news earlier today was that they've actually scrapped the consolation race because the main event was only able to fill 15 runners. And your betting for the Great St. Wilfred looks like this the favourite is Black Rod at 7 2, then got just another bottle at 13 2, Summer Gandamel favourite at 13 2, Snatch at 8, Intrinsic Bond at 9s, Misty Grey at 12s, and Bigger are the rest uh we've got a very competitive handicap here izzy um did we have one at a big price for the listeners or are we staying towards the top end of the market um no i don't have one at a big price i to be honest with you i do just think that black rod will get this i think that this could be absolutely perfect for him um he's got that decent seventh in the way looking at royal ascot um so i'm just gonna stick with black rod for this one Okay, Izzy's keeping it uh, simple with Black Rod. How about you, though, Liz? Um, did you like one in the Great St. Wilfred at a price? Uh, 
Yeah, I look quite hard at this one, but landed on um, Tom Dascombe's Misty Grey, um, who is top weight on 9.12, um, but he does have a £3 claimer on board to help ease it. Plus his last run and win was off top weight as well, um, and this was in a Class 2 on the all-weather at Chelmsford at the end of July, and he won it going away. He does seem to like the all-weather a bit more, but he has come a really good second in a listed race at Chester on the turf at the start of July, coming second to Lanikash. Um, he is drawn high in stall 15, which is handy in big field sprints at Ripon. Um, so at 12s, I think I'll be having a bit of a dabble. Okay, Misty Gray for Liz. I quite liked uh, my old friend Summergand here. He hasn't won for absolutely ages. He hasn't won for nearly a year, but he's now becoming very well handicapped off a mark of 98. He's £9 lower than his last win. He's won all uh, uh, all kinds of races, uh, all kinds of levels, including uh, the, the, the Stewart's Cup uh, a couple of years ago. And he actually ran a good race uh, last time, I thought, in Stewart's Cup. He finished in ninth. He was on the wrong side of the track. The first five home were against the near side. He was drawn on the stand side. I think if you replayed that race again, you'd get quite a few different results. But I just couldn't ignore him. Uh, this kind of uh, price, even though he hasn't won for a while, off 98. David O'Meara as well has got a good record in this race. I thought he had a really strong chance on paper. And if he can rediscover any of his old spark, I thought he could go well. So that's our thoughts then on the great St. Wilfred. We then go to one of the novelties of the season now, which is the 318 at Newmarket on the July course. It is the Grey Horse Handicap. And Mr. Bluebird is your favourite 2 to 1. Come on, girl at threes. Lord Ratscallion at sixes. Very eagle at 13 to 2. And bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here first, Liz. Uh, this is always a good spectacle. Again, not too many runners, but an interesting race. Um, did we have one in here? Yeah, so it is. Yeah, I quite like this race with all the grey horses in one. Um, and to be brutally honest, this could be anyone's. Um, so I don't have a lot of confidence. <laughs> If my who I'm choosing, um, but if I was pushed, uh, then I'd say Lord Rapscallion, who hasn't won a race since August 2020, um, when he was trained over in Ireland by Johnny Murter. Not sure I'm, I'm exactly selling it, but he has been running in Class Twos this season with a good couple of seconds, especially when he ran at Epsom in June, losing just by a length. Um, I think I'll be watching it more for the spectacle. Um, but yeah, if I was forced to choose Lord Rapscallion. Yeah, this is definitely a come down in grade for him. And if he was to record any of those efforts they did earlier in the season, I think 6-1 to one is a nice price about him. How about you, Izzy? Have you got one in the, the Grey Horse Handicap? I'm pretty much the same as Liz. I think it's more of a spectacle race than anything else. It's not form that I would, you know, kind of heavily lay my life on, if I'm completely honest with you. I think that the market's probably got it right with Mr. Bluebird being the favourite as, you know, one... Um, a class four at Musselboro in June. So sort of winning around this class. Did have a go in a class two at York. Um, wasn't completely outclassed there, but a creditable sixth of 21. Um, so I think he's probably got the profile to go on and win this. Um, I was having a look at Come On Girl, who's had a couple of wins recently. Again, in slightly lower grade races, but also something just to note with those is that they were on the all weather. So it's been a little while since she's um, shown her best of her abilities on turf. So that's what's just putting me off her. But actually, she's probably got some of the best recent form in terms of actually getting her head in, getting her, getting his head in front. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to stick with the favourite. But it's a nice race. Nice to start to think about maybe our uh, 
classic favourite grey horses, especially with, you know, you've got like Lord Glitters um, retired this week as well. So just a nice, nice touch. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good fun race to watch. And yeah, sometimes the class act can, can be the way to go in this race over the years. But yeah, Mr. Bluebird it is then for Izzy. Um, so that's it then for the main ITV races. We're just going to uh, see if they've got anything else for this week. And I'll come to you first, Izzy. Um, is there anything away from the racing we were just talking about that you like this weekend? No, nothing from me. I'm, I think, to be honest, I've struggled so much with the ones we've even looked at. So... I'm, I'm just sticking with those. I think it's just a bit, just, just the fields. They're just a bit disappointing for me. Just not enjoyed it this week. Yeah, I had a look at, uh, away from some of the races and I was struggling to come up with anything at a good price. How about you, Liz? Anything uh, the listeners should know? No, nothing for me either. Um, yeah, as you said, it is a bit disappointing. I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is to the problem, in all honesty. Um, lots of people at the moment, lots of different opinions. Um, but yeah, nothing for me. No, it should just be, um, I think everyone should just go in the nice weather and just keep cool and ride out this hot spell. And hopefully uh, we'll be back up to steam where we've got the Ebor meeting at York next week. But that's it then for this week's episode. Thanks again to the girls, Liz and Izzy, for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this week. Remember to follow us on the socials. We're available on Twitter and at Instagram, at In The Saddle Pod. You can also as well follow us on all the major podcast platforms at Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. Please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.